Welcome back to another episode of The Silent Battle. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. Today's segment is going to be a little different because I have Molly Walters from Roanoke, Virginia. I'm interviewing who is the mother to her 11-year-old daughter that has the autoimmune disease chronic fatigue syndrome, CFS. Molly wants to advocate for her daughter and bring awareness to CFS. And she wants to share with us what it's like to be a parent watching her daughter go through this disease. Let's get started. Welcome, Molly. Thank you for being part of the Silent Battle podcast today. Hi, and thank you so much for having me. Well, you are so very welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. Molly, can you again tell our listeners the name of your daughter's autoimmune disease and share with us regarding when this autoimmune disease showed up in, in her life? Yeah, sure. So she has either officially or unofficially, because as we know, there's not a real blood test um, or any official test that can, that can tell us what she has, but this is what we have determined through multiple tests that she has chronic fatigue syndrome, which I'll probably call CFS because it's a little bit easier to say. Um, and she has always been kind of a tired child. She has congenital hypothyroidism. She was born with that. Um, so we always moved at a slower pace with her. Um, now she has a younger brother and a younger sister. So as everybody started growing up, we realized that, you know, Campbell really needs a rest time in, built into her day. Mm-hmm. Um, so she unofficially, I think she started it when she was um, probably around eight. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that maybe she had it earlier on, but we started to see more signs of it around that age. And it's just really peaking right now as she's getting ready to turn 11. And life has really drastically changed for her and for us as well. Oh, wow. Um, what symptoms, other than just her being tired, um, did she have in the beginning? Or did she have any other symptoms other than her just being really tired and fatigued? Yeah, so um, tired in the beginning, and that just could be her personality. But then, um, I think it was first grade, um, she would get this, what we thought was a stomach bug uh-huh. more often than, than other kids. And she would just take so long to get over it, mm-hmm. um, like seven to 10 days, you know, other kids are just getting a 24 hour and she was taking forever. She was just exhausted after, you know, two days of being intensely sick. And then, um, there would be five to seven days of just having to lay in bed and, um, you know, no appetite, um, her body hurt, but never a fever. Um, she was always thirsty, but just not really wanting to get up and, and interact. And, um, that would happen maybe like four times a year. And then again, in um, second grade, that continued. Um, and she would miss you know, a bit of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of second grade and the third grade, I was like, something something is wrong. Like, this, this is not normal. Like, why is my kid always sick? Right. Um, so we started kind of going into that. And you know, she's always getting her thyroid levels tested with her endocrinologist. Um, but I was talking to her pediatrician and, you know, I love him and he's, he's a great doctor, but he was just kind of, this was not on his radar really. Right. Um, 
so I, I was really close with her endocrinologist, and um, she really helped me weed some things out. Um, she, you know, poor thing, she had to go through a lot of blood work and a lot of tests That's to rule out, um, you know, celiac and, and lines, and um, we tested her antibodies for her vaccines, and um, so we still, it took years to figure out what this was. Wow. Um, yeah, and um, she just finished fifth grade, and at the end of her fifth grade year, it has really gotten super intense, and now she's um, really into fatigue, like, all the time. It's pretty consistent, and um, any exertion of, um, of energy puts her in bed for, like, five days of just feeling like she's going to throw up, her stomach hurts, she's chilled. Um, oh, no. just miserable. Yeah. Wow. So it, it's terrible. Yeah. It really is. Um, now that you know that she has CFS, um, how is, how is her symptoms being managed? It, it sounds like that they're, they're having a hard time still managing the symptoms. Yeah. So good question, because this is, this extreme or, or real CFS that we're hitting right now, mm -hmm. um, we're not really sure how to treat it. Now, I've done my own research to figure out how to help her. Um, there's no doctor in Virginia that um, treats children for this that I could find. There was one at one of our nice, uh, UVA is a, is a great uh, university in Virginia, but there was nobody there. I think that person had left. Uh -huh. So, um, I was researching articles, there was doctors at John Hopkins, but um, he had also left or not seen patients. So basically, um, what I found was that she has to pace herself throughout the day. So she can get up for maybe an hour, but then she might need to lay back down. Um, and so we really have to watch how much energy she uses, and I, and I think sitting up is even hard on her body because it has to do with the blood flow and her circulation, um, and this is really hard for an 11-year-old girl, you know, like with her brother and sister running around playing right. and going outside, and you know, her friends are inviting her to do things, and she just can't hang. Right. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to watch her. I can't imagine, you know, I, you know her being a child and having to deal with, you know, something like this. I mean, it sounds just terrible, you know? Yeah. Yeah, being 11 is hard enough, right? Like, she's going into middle school. Right. It's awkward enough. It's um, an awkward age, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she's got to learn to advocate for herself, and she's starting to. But, um, you know, back to the medical part, we are taking her to Mayo Clinic, which is in um, Minnesota at the end of August. We had to wait a while to get in. But um, they have a great, what looks like a great pediatric program for CFS there. And we'll be there for a week with intense um, treatment and supposed to come home with a plan. That's, so right now, that's my saving grace. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so it was her endocrinologist that um, sort of diagnosed her with the CFS. Is that correct? She was on board with me continuing to fight for what was going on mm -hmm. um, and supportive and was like, look, Molly, you got to do this. Like, just be loud, you know, keep going. So I found a new pediatrician and he was more receptive and he got right on it. 
as well. Um, so he helped quite a bit, and um, he's still working with us, but it's kind of out of their hands. You know, but what I'm she, saying is that the yeah. endo, they they are the ones that officially, you know, diagnosed yes. her with yes. the CFS. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And um, does she see a rheumatologist since CFS is autoimmune? Yes, we had talked to one, um, but she has been through so many tests and blood tests at this point yeah. that we're going to go to Mayo first mm -hmm. and see what we come up with there. Yes. And then a rheumatologist will be second if we're not getting anywhere. Yeah, uh, she's, she's had um, so much blood work done. Yeah, and that's tough for a child. I, I mean, it's tough for an adult, but I can't imagine being a child having to get all this blood work and tests. I mean, that's that's tough. It is, yeah, yeah. And, you know, keeping it, there's lots of people who are sicker and worse off. So, we're, you know, we try to keep our, our positivity about us. And, right. you know, this is just kind of what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. But there's moments of definitely, like, why are we, you know, why do we have to go through this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely, you know, um, having a positive mindset and outlook and, um, you know, it definitely uh, goes a long way when you're diagnosed with uh, any type of disease, you know. So, um, you know, definitely, you know, try to keep her in positive spirits and around positive people and, you know, and just, uh, you know, because um, like I said, that that really does, you know, it, it helps with the diagnosis. It, it helps with the outcome is what I'm trying right. to get to. Yes. Yeah, um, you have to stay, stay as happy as you can. you got to push through. Yeah. Right. Um, have they given her, you know, with, well, I, I don't know. Well, I was going to ask, have they given her any type of medications? Um, but, I'm, you know, with you going to the Mayo Clinic, I'm, I'm assuming that she hasn't been treated with any yet. Right, yeah, so I've got a slew of vitamins that I give her um, just for my own research, but it's, you know, nothing's helping intensely. Um, anxiety is a huge part of CFS, oh, wow. and I think it's kind of like a, um, it's not as talked about maybe, or maybe it is, CFS is not talked about, but mm -hmm. so she's had a lot of difficulties with that because she's sick so much that so she's always anxious about she's going to feel that or somebody else is going to feel that. Sure. Um, so medication for that is, is something that, you know, might be helpful for her or somebody with CFS. Um, and, you know, I won't go down that road with her because I feel like that's her story to tell right. later. But right. um, she does have a great counselor who her pediatrician recommended and she's like her buddy, like somebody that she can complain to. And it's kind of helping her get through um, this mess, you know, and navigating things. So I think that's great for anybody, sometimes with an autoimmune or any kind of sickness, you know, right. if you don't have a great a great support system. And, and my daughter does, but, you know, this lady's not going to tell me anything that can't, you know, the Campbell tells her it's between the two of them. Um, and I think that's important too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what adjustments has your daughter had to make to her daily routine due to the disease affecting her physically and I, I know that you talked a lot about her having to minimize how much she does during the day um, to 
to conserve her energy. Um, but can you go more into depth about how this has really changed her on a daily basis? Yeah, so I don't know if she realizes how much it's changed yet because she's so young. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if it's going to hit her one day. And be, you know, some days she's like, I'm sad. I can't, you know, I can't do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, as for her, you know, as far as her routine, you know, like we all get up um, in summertime. So sometimes we do a few little chores. Um, you know, sometimes our kids just kind of do whatever, you know. I, I, I don't always control what they're doing, but we, <laughs> we strive to do chores and yeah. you know, maybe go to the pool. Um, she She's not able to do that right now. Now there's days like when her family's in town that, that will rest and then she'll go and, you know, swim and hang out with them. But lately she can do that for just a little bit and then she's back down. So her routine, I've had to, you know, as a mom, like lay off the chores for her, like stop pushing her. I was pushing her to get up and do things. Um, and the more that I'm finding out, it's like you cannot push the CFS person, especially when they're when they're crashing. Right. I've had to let go of that. I've yeah. had to let go of, um, you know, her reading all the time because she's got this brain fog when she's not feeling well. So there's a lot of worry in her routine, you know, her daily, that she's watching too much TV because that's all that she can do when she feels bad. Yeah. Um, and as, you know, I'm a reading specialist, I believe in reading and let your kids, you know, a little bit of screen time. I'm, yeah, I've just let that go yeah. um, for her and that has helped. Um, I will, so she has a good friend that will come and sit with her sometimes mm -hmm. and she has great grandparents that will, that will come and see her or take her out for a little bit um, but her daily day-to-day -day lately is very different and, and that's sad for me yes um, I'm sure to watch her but, yeah I'm running her food and drink upstairs and downstairs and her sister will do that too um, and just keeping her comfortable in her room is yeah. kind of my goal for right now um, until school starts and then I don't know what our routine is going to be I don't know how, how school's going to look for her, Yeah, but it's changed drastically, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it, and, um, you know, just you as a parent having to, you know, you watching your child go through this, you know, I can't imagine what you're feeling as well. Yeah, yeah, it's heavy. It's, um, it's not great to watch her. The physical part, when you've got this bubbly, um, you know, she's so full of life and she loves her friends and she loves animals. Um, she used to ride horses with me and, you know, she wanted to run track. Um, and those are things that she knows she really can't accomplish at this time. I'm not going to let her let go of that. And, you know, I know she's not, you know, she, we can get to a point where she can do some of those things. Hopefully that's our goal. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, anybody that has this, it is really tough to navigate, I think. Well, th um, that kind of leads me into, um, you know, my next question as yeah. to how have you, as a parent and the rest of your immediate family, had to adjust to her having CFS? And this question, I feel, is so important because even though your daughter has this horrible disease, 
their family members, such as parents, as yourself, spouses, um, you know, etc., who are right there beside, you know, us helping and, and seeing the effects of these diseases and that they're having on a daily basis as well. So, you know, how how has this really affected you, you know, as a parent? Yeah, it, it has. Um, you know, I feel like I'm guilty saying it because she's the one carrying this burden, but um, I'm sad a lot and I'm, I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which I think are normal feelings. Like, I'm pissed that, that my kid has this. Like, this is, um, it's not fair, but at the same time, there's plenty of people who are suffering you know, with things a lot worse. So again, you know, I try to remember that. But, right. You know, why, why is there no easy answer? To treatment and why is there nobody nearby who can help us you know why do we have to fly across the united states right. um, to find help and you know spend so much money on plane tickets and um you know and i feel like those are all those are more than valid questions you know um, yeah you know you yeah. have a right to be angry you have a right to you know feel like why why her you know why us yeah. you yeah. know it's just not fair you know yeah, and a lot of us suffer, you know, I have Hashimoto's myself, or I probably wouldn't understand the tiredness that goes with this, so it's almost a blessing that I understand how fatigue feels, mm -hmm. because I probably wouldn't have understood that for her. Yeah. Um, you know, the grandparents are super, they they try to help as much as they can, I'm sure I'm hard to deal with at times, um, you know, they want to give advice and help, and sometimes that's hard for me to listen to. Mm -hmm. because I'm on my own path to try to help her. Um, but again, and my husband's great, and he's super supportive, but he doesn't see the day-to-day -day because he's in the work field, I'm at home. Yeah. Um, but he's always supportive of, of us, and you know he's trying the best that he can. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just so silent, but you know, that's the name of your podcast. Like, it's, it's, you can't, you couldn't see it coming on, really. Um, it's just a terrible, silent disease. Yeah. yeah. Cause, and that's a way that a lot of these autoimmune diseases, you know, you can look perfectly fine on the outside, but, you know, you can have these autoimmune diseases brewing on the inside, and you could be fighting for your life on the inside, you know? Right. Yes. And I totally get that. I do. Um, so I feel for her. And, you know, as a parent, I think it's normal to feel like when I hear other parents talking about their busy schedules and you know, their kids are on the swim team and you know, their sports and gosh, I got to go here and here. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a, a pain of jealousy, which I, it's normal because again, I'm a human. Right. Um, it's like, well, you know, we can't do that and we never really have. And I know, you know, I we just we can't run that schedule and we're at home a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Right. There's moments where I'm like, man, you know, busy schedule sounds kind of nice. You know, the kids would, you know, probably like that. But um, I think we're just focusing on making home as comfortable as we can. Well, it sounds like that you are a wonderful mother. Um, oh, thanks. That you, I mean, you're doing everything you can for your daughter. Um, you know, that, I mean, you're, you're, you sound, like I said, that you're, you know, you're doing everything you can, and, you know, that's all you can do, you know, just as long as you're, 
you know, just making her as comfortable as possible and getting her the resources that she needs. Um, you know, I think that you're you're doing great from someone on the outside looking in. Yeah, thanks. It's always good to hear that. Um, you know, there's definitely moments where you're questioning everything. Yeah. Um, as, as you know, you have to advocate for yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, because you're the only one that, you know, I've said this tons of times, you're, you're the only one that can't, that can advocate for yourself. And she's so lucky that she has you to do that for her now, as she's, as you know, since she's a child and that, you know, later on, you know, she can do it for herself, you know? Yeah. Yes. And that's what I hope. I hope that she'll get mad at this disease and, you know, speak out about it. If that's what makes her feel better or you know, maybe help somebody else, um, you know, it's okay if she doesn't, but sometimes it helps to do things like that. Absolutely. And I know that we, you touched a little bit when, how this was affecting her, not only physically, but mentally as well, because, you know, I, and your, your, your mental health is just as important as your yes. physical health. And yeah. so, um, you said that she was seeing a counselor? Yeah, yeah. Good, yes. good. That's very good. Um, that and I recommend that. Yeah. yeah. And, and for parents of children who are suffering, need that themselves. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's, it's a lot to deal with, and it's definitely helpful. Yeah. It is. I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm the first to say, you know, I have a counselor, and it helps me so much. Um, Yes, just yeah. because it's that neutral person that you can that you can talk to. Um, yeah. You know your your parents, your spouses. I mean, they're great. Of course, they're great. But it's nice to you know let it out with that. Yeah. With some, you know, with that neutral person. Yes. You know? I think it's, yeah, I think it's a healthy thing to do. Yes, Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what do you think is most important? for our listeners that are battling their autoimmune diseases to know? Yeah, I know that there's so much. Um, I think just know, you know, you're not alone. Um, you know, reach out. Um, there's so many groups that, you know, if, if you want support, which I do, it, you know, I want a mom or dad or parent group of, of kids with this. I'm searching, I just can't really find anything. Yeah. Um, or, you know, go see a counselor if, if you have something that you're suffering from, if you need that, like, um, or just keep talking about it. Right. Um, and, and don't listen when somebody's trying to give you, you know, a hard time. That's, that's really difficult or too much advice that's not helpful, but right. I think just keeping loud and, you know, and making waves, um, and reach out, you know, get support. Uh, there's a lot of people going through stuff like this, yes. and you know, I think just not being alone right. is, is important. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and you guys are not alone out there. Trust me. There's so yeah. many people out there battling these autoimmune diseases, battling CFS, just like your daughter. Um, you know, so just know you're not alone um, at all. Right. Yeah. That would be nice to, to find a little group somewhere but like you said you know I can always start one myself absolutely um, yeah 
So, and, and thank you, you know, for having your podcast and for allowing people to talk about it because I think that's um, part of healing too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad to do this. Um, do you have anything else to share or add to today's segment? Um, you know, just one little one little piece that I forgot to add in. Sure. Um, Go ahead. I, I think early on when we didn't know what we were dealing with, mm-hmm. um, she was sick but not like vomiting or fever mm-hmm. and just so tired. And I remember making her go to school because the nurse was like, you know, there's nothing wrong. She probably just doesn't want to come to school. And just questioning whether I was doing the right thing or not. And I remember making her get up to catch the bus and she like threw up right before the bus came. Mm-hmm. And how awful a moment that was like as a parent um and just to let other parents know that you're going to make mistakes you know you're not going to do everything right because you don't know what's going on in their body right Um, i think just i think i'm trying to forgive myself for that by talking about it but yeah you know i do have to forgive myself and i think just for other parents to be easy on themselves as well uh, is important well, you That's, didn't know, and you yeah. know, it, it, you didn't and, know. And you silent, exactly. Yeah. You can't so blame yourself for that. You know, there's, you know, you're human, and and um, like I said, you didn't know, and there's no reason for you to blame yourself for that. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, I hope the other parents can, you know, if they're listening, can hear that and know that. Well, I know I made mistakes, so it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's part of it. So yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Well, you know, Molly, again, I appreciate you so much for just coming on here and today with me and allowing me to interview you. You know, you have been such a pleasure to talk to. And I know this interview really helped and educated a lot of listeners on CFS, as well as opened their eyes regarding getting a caregiver slash, you know, loved one's point of view. Yeah. Yes great it was it was great to talk and um thank you so much for for allowing me to do that yeah um and your daughter is so brave please let her know that i said this that she is so brave and that um and to let her know i think she's amazing she's absolutely amazing and to never give up thank you i will definitely tell her and convey that message and hopefully she'll listen um one day if not today Yes. So, yes, I will let her know. She definitely is. And uh, remember, if you all out there have any questions or comments, please email me at thesilentbattle2022 at gmail.com. Again, that's thesilentbattle2022 at gmail.com. And always remember, life is tough, but so are you. Everyone have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much again, Molly. You're welcome. Thank you.